Uh, if you have your Bibles, open up to Philippians. No, let's go to Genesis first. Genesis chapter 9, starting at the ninth verse. Genesis 9, chapter 9. You know, it's been a while, and I don't get a chance to come up. But, you know, when I do come up here, I like to turn up. Anybody else like to turn up for God? Oh, come on. Don't, don't, act, don't act shy on me. Uh, and I was thinking, and that can be a scary thing. I was thinking. When pastor leaves, there are two perspectives. <clears throat> Either people play hooky and they miss Sunday service or they get excited because they know they'll get out of Sunday service a little earlier <laughs> than usual. Uh, well, it is my hope. You're laughing now, but you're about to be mad at me in a minute. It is my hope to make those who are not here sad that they missed it, but also to let you who are here a little out earlier today because I know there's this game going on with the foul of the air and, and the midgets. I knew it. See, I knew it. I'm going to lose my amens. I'm going to stop right there. You know, why, why be, why be an E or a giant when you could be a chief? Just saying. Let me, get to the, let me get to the word. 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 I won't be able to get out of here fast enough after service. Genesis 9. Starting at the ninth verse. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And behold, I will establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. And with every living creature that is with you of the fowl of the cattle. And of every beast of the earth with you from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of the flood. Neither shall, any, neither shall there anymore be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I spake between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set a, my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token, a symbol of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the water shall, ne shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Uh, go with me really quickly to the New Testament, to the book of Philippians. Uh, the third chapter, starting at the 13th verse. <clears throat> Philippians 3, third chapter, starting at the 13th verse, and we're going to read two verses there. And it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. I forget those things which are, help me, behind me. And I reach forth unto those things which are before. Next verse. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I know what you're thinking. What in the world? How in the world is he going to connect those scriptures? Well, if you're praying for me, I believe God will do it for us on today. Amen. The book of Philippians is a prison epistle. 
a letter written while the Apostle Paul was in prison. Paul wrote this letter as he anticipated his release. And what I love about the Apostle Paul that's so admirable about him is, is that he was locked up. Won't let him out. Won't let him out. Locked up. But he still takes time to encourage the Philippian church to tell them to continue the faith. In other words, don't stop growing and progressing in God because I'm locked up. In other words, don't allow my present circumstance to dictate what you are going to do in the world. He's confined physically, but spiritually he's free from the circumstances. In other words, his circumstance didn't interrupt his purpose because he understood that they who live for Christ must suffer persecution. But that did not prevent him from executing the call on his life, for he understood that trouble don't last always. He understood that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I came today to tell somebody that what you're going through right now is only a test. God will justify. God will redeem you. If you believe it, say amen. The scripture encourages that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And while Paul is awaiting his release, he just sat there. And as the young folks say, sipped his tea and wrote the letter to the church to continue to press, to continue to progress. Uh-oh, there's that word, there's that word, there's our theme for this year, for our visitors, our theme this year as a church is pro progression. In other words, to keep moving forward. Hmm. I came today to ask somebody, how them goals coming along, y'all? That you set back in January. Oh, it's kind of quiet in here. Are, are you still going for those goals or have you dropped the ball and gave up? I did a little math because, you know, I'm a math teacher. And you have eight weeks left in this year. Eight weeks translates to 56 days left in this year. 56 days translates to 1,344 hours remaining in this year. The hours translate to 79,000. 200 minutes left in this year. I'm preaching. That translates to 4,752,000 seconds. 50, I'm sorry, 4,752,000 seconds left in this year. I wish I could tell you in milliseconds, but you see the way my brain is set up. I teach only third and fourth grade math, so that's a little above what I'm accustomed to, but I'm progressing. Last year was just third grade. This year is fourth, fourth grade. Come on, work with me. Come on. If I tell you my stats this year, y'all clap a little harder. You get the point of what I'm saying, that there is still time left for you to embark on achieving that goal that you set back in January. There is still time left for you to fulfill the purpose 
for this year that God has called you to perform. Your calling, that goal, is never too late to get started. Don't despise small beginnings. So if others are finishing their goals that they had for this year and you're just starting, go with it anyway. Because you'll achieve what you put the work and start. But if I never start, I'll never achieve it. Am I making sense? Here it is. The first thing that Paul uh, 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 encourages us to do in the scripture today is to forget. To forget. Forget means to put out of one's mind. To cease to think or consider. Hmm. We see this practice uh, as we read in Genesis very early in the book of Genesis. Uh, you know the story. God floods the earth due to man's sinful, destructive, disobedient nature. And he floods the earth and everyone dies except Noah's family. And after the flood, we read in Genesis chapter 9 that God tells Noah, Never again will I flood the earth or destroy man and the creatures that live on the earth. Hmm. And my promise is stamped by me putting a rainbow in the... Oh, come on, do it with me. I felt that. By putting a rainbow in the... Ooh, that was about one person that joined with me. Help me out. By putting a rainbow... In the sky. There's a method to my madness. If you do, you'll remember. There's a, at work this week, you'll remember the promise. Right? Be at work in the booth. <laughs> On a construction site. Man, what's wrong with you? There's a promise that God, oh. There's a promise that God said to me, and I'm just reminding him. Ah, of the rainbow. That's in the, that's in the sky. Woo! The rainbow in the sky. God promises I will never destroy the earth by water because the rainbow is in the sky. There were many colors in the rainbow. And the most common we know are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. True story, if you put them in front of me, I probably wouldn't be able to tell a lot of them apart because I'm, color, I'm colorblind. So if I leave out some of the rainbows in this next information, just charge it to my head and not my, my heart. Here we go. The red, the purple, the scarlet, and the crimson were interesting because uh, if you know your Bible, they were used in the Old Tabernacle, in the Old Testament. And what was so important about the red, the scarlet, and the crimson was that they represented shadows of atonement. When the people went in to give their sacrifices, they left out believing that God had forgiven them. He forgave them, which means he forgot about what, they, about what they did. Atonement means the reconciliation of God and man through Jesus' sacrifice. We're going to get to that in a minute. So here it is, here it is. God floods the earth, symbolizes by putting a rainbow in the sky, which signifies that God forgot about man's sin. And would later confirm it in the Bible by sending his own son, saying that I'm forgetting about your mistakes and I'm proving it to you by putting everything that I have on the... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
Are y'all with me in here? So now you can live and know that God is gracious and merciful. Now you can live and know that God is a forgiving and loving God. Now you can live and know that I will make mistakes. I'm not perfect. The Bible says all have sinned and fell short of his glory and fell short of the glory of God. But because he died on the cross, I'm free. Because he died on the cross, he paid my debt. So if I go to him with a true heart and ask him for forgiveness, he will forgive me. Aren't you so glad? That God promised that he would forgive me of my sins. Whom the sun sets free. The Bible says it's free indeed. I came today to tell somebody, get up. Nudge your neighbor and say, get up. Stop allowing the enemy to hold you down. Stop allowing the enemy to hold you hostage to what you did or what you may have done. You are not defined by your mistakes. You are defined by what God says about you God sees me and he knows all about me but often what do we what do we do mm. if we were honest in here and I'd be the first one to raise in my hand we forget what God says about us in moments of despair We hold our own selves hostage to the mistakes that we make. Can I be honest? I'm my, own, I'm my worst critic. You can say what you want about me, but I'm harder on myself than other people are on me. And it's a good thing, but it's also a, a bad thing. Because I can remember and hold mistakes that I made many moons ago and still cringe at the memory of the mistake as if it was happening in this present day. If you're honest, you probably do the same. Here it is, it's hard to heal from a hurt when you allow your mind to return to the crime scene. Ooh, that's good. It's hard to heal from a hurt when you allow your mind to return to the crime scene. Often in life we forget the things we should remember and remember the things we should forget. If we are not careful, we can allow the past to poison the present. Or people can pollute through what they say and their perspective about us, who we are. Ooh, watch me, watch me. In our text today, Paul finds himself in jail. And I bet there were some inmates in that jail that said to Paul, I remember when you were Saul, Paul. Ooh, I remember you, boy, when you used to torture those Christians. Ooh, Paul, I, oh, Saul, because your name ain't Paul to me. Your name is Saul. I remember, boy, I remember when you used to give them H-E double hockey stick. That's right, I don't say it. My mama raised me well. I remember, I remember, I remember, boy, when you used to do those bad things and you used to be out there running them streets and you used to be out there making everybody's life horrible. I remember, Saul. Ooh, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Number one, young people, be careful who you allow in your circle. Because once you make that mistake, they'll try to hold you hostage forever. I remember 10 years ago when you did that. Boy, please. Bye, Felicia. Please. 
please, please, please. I'm a, I'm a new creature. Oh, the Bible says he's created me to be a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are anew, 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 anew. There are, in, 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 in the prison they're saying you used to, Paul, there are a lot of people who like to hold us to what we used to do. Mm. Oftentimes, people like to remind us of our past. You're a Christian now, but I remember when you used to be out there. I remember when you used to be promiscuous. I remember when you was incarcerated. I remember what you used to do. Here it is. They're always trying to take you back. But just remember, God forgot where I used to be. Made me a new person. And here's what I love. When I was out there running, he never gave up on me. He never quit on me. He never turned his back on me. With mercy, he reached out and brought me back into the house. I believe that Paul probably reminded the inmates that God saw potential in me while I was out there in my mess. And he gave me a... Y'all gonna feel it. He gave me a rainbow covenant. And in that rainbow covenant, he gave it to me while I was on the road to Damascus. While I was on the road to torture more Christians, I saw a light. Ah. I saw a light that said to me, what am I doing? And what am I up to? And he told me that he loved me. And he told me that he had a promise and purpose for me. And all I had to do was turn and follow and follow him. And my life has never been the same since. So stop calling me Saul and call me by my name, boy. My name is Paul, the Apostle Paul. Aren't you glad God gave you a chance? Aren't you glad God didn't give up on you when you was messing up? You may not be where you are supposed to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. Look at somebody and tell them I'm progressing. Oh, y'all ain't say that like y'all mean it. I'm progressing. I'm moving. Why? Because I felt his amazing. Help me out, y'all. Zen grace, how sweet. Come on, whoo, that sounds good. The sound. Come on. That said, that's what the old mothers used to do. A wretch like me. Woo, come on, help me. I once was lost, but now, woo, yeah, I'm was blind. Hold up, hold up, hold up. This is where I love when the mothers did this at the end. But now, and then they would go, but now, but now, help me. I see. Come on, give God a hand praise in this place. 
my first point, y'all know I'm different, y'all know I'm different, y'all know I'm different. Point number one, my first point was forgetting, forgetting. Paul encouraged us to forget. Only got three points. Point number two, we have to forget. And after we forget, Paul tells us to, to reach. Ooh, can we put that scripture back up? Philippians, because they're looking at me like, they don't believe me. They're looking like they don't believe me. I don't believe it. Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Brother, I count on myself not to ready, but one thing I do. Forgetting that was the first, those things which are behind me and reaching. There's, your, there's the evidence. And reaching forth. Reach is an action word. In other words, reach shows effort. Often shown in helping someone or often shown in someone asking for help. Am I making sense? The flood ended. Back to Genesis. The flood ended. The rainbow appears. A sign of God not forgetting that he would never consider flooding again the earth. And now he has to prove it. And he proves it by sending his own son, Jesus. The ultimate embodiment of reaching. Could have left us in our sin, but he sends the best of himself down to reach to man, woo, to get man to bring them back ah, up so that we can, when we die, reign with him. That is the ultimate reach. Watch this. Because Jesus comes down to earth. The woman with the issue of blood, when she came by to reach and touch his garment, the Bible says that instantly she was what? Healed. Her reach confirmed her effort. Combined with God's, Jesus' power, were the ingredients for her miracle. Mm, I came today to tell somebody, your reach to God confirms the faith that you have in him. And if you have the faith in him, he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. He's looking for your reach. Look at somebody and say, you better reach. You better reach. You better reach. Hmm. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. So if I believe it but don't put the work behind it, my faith means nothing. Diddly squat. But if faith without works is dead, that means faith with works is alive. Mm. Some of y'all been waiting on God to do the miraculous in your life, and God's been waiting for you to show the effort. Some of y'all been waiting to achieve those goals and think it's going to just magically, poof, be done. But God is saying, no, you got to put the effort in it. You want a business? Put the work in and begin to write the vision for the business. You want a new job? Get that resume together. Put on your best suit or dress. Walk in there smelling good and be confident that if you believe it, it's already it's already yours. Put the effort, put the work in, baby, and watch God work it out. This woman with issue of blood realized that her problem, her problem, her problem was the bridge, her problem was to bridge the gap 
between where she was and the goal she had to reach. She had to bridge the gap between her problem and the goal she wanted to reach. I came today to ask somebody, how's your reach? How bad do you want to achieve those dreams? What steps are you taking to win? How is your reach? Are you setting out or setting apart time to spend with God? Because you can do the works, but you get the wisdom. The favor comes. The open doors come. The opportunities come. When I begin to spend time with the almighty God. I just can't work hard and not spend time with the man who gives me the strength to work hard. Am I making sense? That was point number two. Ooh, we're going to be out of here before 1230. Look at this. You got a half hour to get home to catch that game. Don't blame it on me if you miss it. My first point was to forget. My second point was to reach. And then point, point number three, Paul tells us, after I reach, reaching is not just good enough. But now I got to press. I've got to press. Paul realizes this, that he had not arrived yet. That says a lot because he had already done a lot in his lifetime before he gets to this Philippian jail. And if Paul's saying, all the things I've done for Christ, that's great. But then there's much more ahead of me that God has to do for me. If Paul is saying it, there's no reason why we can say, I've done all I can for God. No, 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 no. You're just getting started. You're just, you just getting started. You just cracked the tip of the iceberg. So Paul encourages to press on. Check this out. When Spain led the world in the 15th century, her coins reflected a national arrogance. And they were inscribed knee plus ultra, which meant nothing further. In other words, there was nothing further for Spain to do because Spain thought it was the ultimate in all the world. After the discovery of the new world, Spain realized that she was not the end of the world. So Spain changed the inscription on the coins from knee plus ultra, which means nothing further, to plus ultra, which, mean, which means more beyond. In the same pattern, some Christians today think that they have arrived. You may have achieved all your goals this year, but God sent me to tell you that he's got more for you. Not nothing further, but there's more be beyond. There's more that he has left for you to attain. There's more to reach, more to attain, more to accomplish. Get out of the nothing further attitude and get into the more beyond attitude. Because with God, every round just goes higher. Mm, there's every, every, every goal needs to go higher. It's an upward march for the prize of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. I came today to let you know that there's more work for you to do and accomplish in this kingdom. There's more for you to do for this church. 
There's more for this church to do in the world. There's levels to this thing. But how do you get there? Paul tells us you have to press. Press means I got to. Press means I got to. Oh, y'all don't get it, so I got to show you. Press means I got to. Don't get it twisted. One of my goals this year was to gain 15 pounds. It hasn't happened. But I'm believing God that it's going to happen in the new year. But don't sleep on the strength. I'm just displaying a little struggle right now. Press means to what? Push. We started in January. And a lot of us, some of us may have started strong. And we were pushing toward the goal. And we were marching toward the prize. And we were after all we said we wanted to write down. We wrote down the vision and we made it plain. For the vision is for an appointed time. So we're pushing to that appointed time. But March and April came around. And the energy that we once had got a little sluggish. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. Trying to push till I get it right. Push. I'm pushing. I'm trying to push till I get it right. Pushing. Some of y'all caught that. And it got harder and harder and harder. I'm actually sweating up here. And harder till they were like, God, if it didn't happen by now, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> and they stopped pushing. And they took their hand off the plow. And then they came to God and said, God, why isn't it happening? And God said, because you ain't pushing. You pushed for a little while, but you were close to the goal. And if you would have kept pushing, it's a struggle, but I'm building you in a struggle. I'm teaching you in the struggle. I'm training you in the struggle. It's not going to kill you. It's only going to make you stronger and you'll be better by it because you're in the struggle keep pressing and you'll reach the goal so we reach the first goal well we don't stop after the first goal need some help so we go for the second goal and we're pushing and we're pushing and we're pushing but we got frustrated and we stopped. And God says, if I gave you the strength to make it to the first goal, I'll give you the strength to make it to the next goal. We pushed. Some of us stopped, others kept going. And, 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 and those who stopped, where you at brother Josh? Come on up here. Those of us who may have stopped looked at those who achieved the goal and like, man, what can I do to help them get to their goal? So a lot of us sometimes watch. Can you push that for me, brother? I got a dollar for you after church. Stop right there. And we watching them. We watching them push. Go ahead. And they're pushing to get frustrated and stop. And we're watching them. And they look frustrated. Look frustrated, Josh. They look frustrated. <laughs> And he looks frustrated. He doesn't look, he looks frustrated. I think he does. And he stopped. And, and, and instead of looking, ooh, the Bible says, 
It tells us to take up our cross and follow him, but it also says, bear ye one another's burdens. So Josh, go ahead and push. Take up your cross. Bear one another's burdens. And I'm going to help you push. You need some help, so I'm going to help you get to your goal. Because I realize, yo, that we on the same team, man. Get on that side. We on the same team, man. And if I help you reach your goal, I'm helping the kingdom. Because somebody else is going to come along and help us reach where we got to go. It's hard. I got to spend more time helping you. But you know what? You're my brother. And because you're my brother, I'm going to help you get to your... Y'all ain't hear me in here. I'm going to help you get to your goal. You got to see, Josh. Here it is. Here it is. God told me today that while you're pushing, he got tired and gave up on me. I was just testing to see if he was going to stay. But it's all good. He says, Jesus says, fix your eyes on Jesus. Uh Uh-oh. There it go again. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And Jesus made a a promise. Jesus made a, a promise. So while I'm pushing, I'm looking for the, with my eyes on Jesus because he promised. And the last time I checked, God is not a man that he should lie. If he said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, I can do all things. If he said, greater is he that's within me, then he that's within the world, I can make it. I came today to tell you you can make it. It does not matter how long it takes for you to get there. God says you can make it. You can make it. You can take it. (sighs) Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author. In other words, he wrote it. He writes it. And the finisher. He wrote it and he finished it. He wrote and finished what? The Bible says the author and the finisher of our faith. Mm. Mm. He pressed. He pressed y'all when they was whooping him. And he pressed y'all in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was by himself. He pressed y'all up taking the cross by himself. Because if he said take up the cross to us and follow him, that means he has to show the example first of taking the cross and following God. So he has the cross on his shoulders, was tired, but he saw me in my mess. And he said, you know what, PJ, I'm going to do this for you because you need this sacrifice. You need this. I'm going to do this for you, Amali, because you need this. So every time you go to sin, I've already carried the cross and died so that the debt is paid for forever. Forever. Who told you to quit? Oh, man, that's what God said. Who told you to quit this year? Who told you to give up? Hmm. Hmm. I got to go back. I got I to go back. I missed something. I don't want to go back, but I got to go back. While I'm pressing, let me just turn this thing. Y'all doing okay? While I'm pressing toward the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus, the Bible says this in Hebrews, that there's a great cloud of witnesses cheering me on, cheering you on. I don't know about you, but my dad passed away over four years ago. And I know where he is, is in heaven. 
And I know every time that I'm down or every time I feel like I'm tired, I can hear him say, Justin, keep pressing. Because the Bible says that there's a great cloud of witnesses. Paul is saying, keep pressing. Your Aunt Diane is saying, keep pressing. Uh, uh, John is saying, keep pressing. Peter is saying, keep pressing, because there is a greater cloud of witnesses that's cheering me on. I don't know about you, but when you're doing something and people are cheering you on, it does something to you. You begin to get the energy to push more. You begin to get the strength that you didn't have before because you feel somebody cheering you on. Where are my chairs at right now? If heaven is doing it, I don't know about you, but I come to press. I come to push. I got to get to my goal. I can't stop. I won't stop. I got to keep moving. I'm closing. I'm closing. Press means to push. But press also means to squeeze. I know y'all was wondering why this apple was up here. I took this apple from the um, downstairs refrigerator, so if it's yours, just try, forgive me. Forget about it. Forget about it. Here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Press means to squeeze. Press means to squeeze. Some of us have been in a tight squeeze, in tight situations, and we've been being squeezed. But here's what I noticed, that when you're squeezed, when you're squeezed, something comes. I know I'm stronger than this. When you squeeze, you see the juice coming out. Ooh, what was on the inside is seen on the outside. When you get squeezed. Ooh, I came today to let you know that you might be being squeezed right now. But there's something on the inside that people need to see on the outside of the squeeze. The doctor may have given you a bad report concerning something, but it's just a, it's just a squeeze. Don't believe the diagnosis. Believe that I'm healed in Jesus' name. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our nicholas and by his Ooh, he was squeezed when he was being whipped. He was squeezed when he was on the cross. The blood was coming out when he was being squeezed on the cross. But while he was on the cross, what was coming out was actually an offering for us. That's why we take communion and say, take and drink. Ooh, that's some sweet juice. Take and drink. Because after I'm squeezed... Pastor like the water, I like the juice. <laughs> After I'm squeezed, I can drink. Who remember that every time you squeeze, this God is doing it for a reason to show others. And then by you not giving up, they see that God is a keeper. So basically, your problems are basically an offering to God for others to see that if God did it for you. He'll do it for them. So, so I just come today to tell you that while you're being squeezed, just take, just think of it as taking a, taking a drink.
as an offering. Let me close this. Stand to your feet. Squeeze, squeeze the apple. Drink of the cup. Jesus is squeezed on the cross. Laid it all on the line. Here's where I want to close. He lays it all on the line. And then the Bible says he gives up the ghost. He allows himself to die. They didn't take his life. He laid it down. Dies. And they thought they had them. They thought they had him. They thought they had him. They thought they had you. So when you fail, they counted you out. When you messed up and you were all in problems was around you, they thought they had you cornered. They thought you wouldn't get back up. They thought you were knocked out for the count. But they were wrong. First day, nothing comes out of the tomb, no sounds. Second day, nothing comes out of the tomb. But on the third day, they thought they had him. But the Bible says that he comes out of the tomb. And this is for my young folk. He comes out the tomb, and I could just see Jesus dabbing on him. I could just see Jesus saying, you thought you had me. You counted me out. You thought I was done, but here I am, baby. Why? Because I am the resurrection and the light. I hold the keys to life and death in my hands. I am the son of God. I am the risen savior. I am in control of every situation you face. God told me he is. And because he is, let me remind you what he said to you. He says, because he lived, now you have an eternal resting place when you die. Because he lives, he says, you are more than a conqueror. Because he lives, you know what he says about you? That I've given you power to tread over the scorpion. Because you live, there's no battle you can't face. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move and it'll be moved. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. You are my child, and because you are my child, that makes you an heir, an heir to reign with me while you live on this earth. So stop looking at your problems like you're a peasant and look at your problems like you're the heir of Jesus. Tell your problems about God and stop telling God about your pro He fought. It's a two-minute warning. It's the fourth quarter. It's clutch time. And God is saying, the ball is in your, your hands. I finished my race. I fought the good fight. Henceforth, there was laid for me a crown of righteousness. And now I'm sitting at my right, the right hand of my father. I've done all I can. 
Now you have to do what you're supposed to. So run, baby, run. When you get home today, those, those goals, those visions that you gave up on, give it another try. Give it another, another try. You may, not, you may not achieve it within this last bit of the year. So what? You don't get it this year, you'll get it next year. And then while you're achieving the one that you have from this year, you're writing more for next year. Because he... He promised. He promised. And if I keep my eyes fixed on the prize, I'll win the race that is set before me. If you believe it, give God praise.